1: Breakfast on SEN. Uh, really enjoying today's show. Thank you for your company. If you are joining us for the first time, we spoke to the Giants captain Toby Green a little bit earlier on. You can catch up on that with the podcast, and we discussed a whole heap of topics as well, which will also be available for you there. If you want to join in in the next hour, you can, but we are loaded for guests. SEN's coverage of the first test between the Aussies and the West Indies gets underway from 9 o'clock today. Magnificent SEN commentary team, Dwayne Russell, Adam White, Ian Smith, Damien Fleming, Simon Kadic, Peter Lawler and Barat Sunderayson. And our next guest, wouldn't he love a bright red kookaburra in his hand this morning? His name is Ryan Harris. Rhino, thanks for your time. Good it, okay. Nice to chat you, mate. You're on your way to the ground, uh, good conditions. What, what are you expecting the pitch to do?
0: Yeah, I must admit you know, I've, I've been uh, sort of busy with the BBL, so I haven't had a chance to get out and have a look at it. I've been away, so. Um, but pictures I've, I've seen, um, you know, just on social media and all around the media organisations, it looks uh, it looks pretty bloody good, to be honest. It,
1: mm. um,
0: just hearing comments from Damien Hoff, the, uh, the curator, reckons he's got it uh, nice and hard, rock hard, which is good. Uh, it, it looks it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't look green by any means, but it looks it just looks a really good cricket wicket as it normally is at Adelaide Oval. I think it's. A little bit unseasonal, unseasonable playing here in in sort of you know mid January. It's not it's usually a bit earlier than than, than this the test match, but uh, by, so by all reports, he's he's really happy with the wicket.
2: Ryan Phil Davis here, mate. A lot's been made about uh, the West Indies cricket in general, and obviously a lot of issues with you know where does T20 fit in their schedule and Test cricket. What can we expect from them over the next two tests? Because there's a fair few sceptics out there that think. It's not. It's just going to be a complete uh, mismatch. Um, what have you seen? And what What can we expect from from them over the next two tests? Yeah, I feel like
0: it's an awesome chat to you, mate. I, I'm not 100 percent sure to be honest. I, I hope um, you know, that they do put up a fight. There's obviously, I think they've bought over eight or nine debutants. I think there's three I received a team yesterday. There was, I think there's three making their debut um, in, in this test. Um, I looked at. You know, they obviously weren't great last week, last summer, um, which which was disappointing, and then. You know, they've obviously been away. They've lost a few players, well, fortunately, unfortunately, due to, you know, focus, T20 focus, either playing in different leagues around the world or, or you know, just pull, pulling out and focusing on the upcoming World Cup next year. So, that's that's going to, you know, not a, not a deal for them. They lost, again, you know, obviously a couple of experienced players through that. So, um, I spoke to a couple of Redbacks guys who played in the tour game here um, last week and... That, I won't say they were surprised. They were actually, you know, they, were, they said there's some good talent in that squad. So, um, you know, there's, there's obviously a couple of younger guys in there. There's a couple of older guys that have played a lot of first-class cricket. um, have done well. So, um, look, let's hope that they do put up a fight. I guess um, I've been spending time with Carl Hooper, who's also assistant coach at mm. striker. He's he's just a little bit <laughs> concerned about the inexperience and and picking so many debutantes in such an ex- inexperienced squad coming into a what he called the ring of fire in Australia against our attack and our team at the moment. So. Uh he's he was a little bit concerned I'll be honest but um again he he did say you know there there is a lot of talent there so we'll just have to wait and see how they you know how they I guess their batters cope with with our pace attack and then obviously our powerful batting line up as well.
2: Yeah we're obviously incredibly settled from a bowling point of view you know we've got a, an amazing bowling line up the the batting has been hit and miss at times and obviously we've been a lot of talk about that opening position obviously Smith you know that's that's really exciting that he's going to open Cam Green at 4 I think a lot of us really fascinated that obviously when he played, you know, a lot of his tests, he's batted at six. He looks like he's got a great technique, but what are your thoughts on batting at four at test cricket? You know, he can be in at two for 10 pretty quickly. Does he have the technique and the temperament, do you think, to be a long-term number four for Australia?
0: If there's one guy in this country um, that that fulfills all what you just spoke about, Cameron Green's the one. Yeah, He's definitely got all that, <clears throat> um, which I think, um, in my opinion that's why they've done what they've done they, they, they want to get him into that team um as soon as possible and, and get him you know batting at what's well, high as possible to to, to get him you know get him up and going in, in i guess in test cricket he's, he's had an opportunity he's probably had his first um little kick in the guts i guess by being dropped and uh, uh, mitch marsh coming in and doing so well so um you know he's been sitting on the sideline now for probably nearly 12 months in this test team so you know, that that'll be that's the only reason I can think of that. Um, you know, Steve Smith you know, it doesn't need a new challenge, probably not. He's doing all right down at number four. But, um, <laughs> if Steve Smith probably, you know, if he wanted to do it and he put his hand up, then you know, that, that that's what they where, where they go with it. But yeah, to, that's the thing about this whole thing. I'd I, I sort of, I, I don't agree with it, but I do. I, I, I feel sorry for Cameron Bancroft because he's told to go back and make runs and he did. But you know, when, when they come out and he sort of you know, explain why, um, and, and I've you know, again, spoken to different people why they've done it to get Cameron Green in. I can 100% understand that because, ultimately, um, you know, at the moment we've got the best best top six batters in that batting lineup, and unfortunately, Cameron Bancroft just sits outside of that at the moment, and and that's what they need to do to get Cameron Green in, and that's what they have to do. So, um, I'm I'm, in, I'm interested to see Smith open. I, I don't think it's going to be a huge issue for him. He's, he's batted through before. He's been in, you know, in the first over or within the first couple of overs, you know, a few times in his career. So. Um, Again, if there's anyone that's going to be able to do it, Steve
1: Smith's the man. Ryan Harris is with us from the SCN uh, Cricket Commentary Team play. Sorry, our coverage from nine o'clock today. Robert Craddock's written an article in The Age uh, saying for the first time in 30 years, there's no real aggressive opener for for the Aussies and, and the importance of having a crack and not making it a snooze fest. Do you think no. that is important that we have aggressive openers going out there on it? Oh, it's definitely entertaining
0: to watch (laughs) and and it does, I I can tell you now, it does help from a team point of view if, you know, like with with what David did for such a long time, being in the change room, you know, if he goes out and is able to get away the way he did and, you know, you know, if you get to to lunch, you know, one, if not none, um, down for 100 or plus, it just takes so much pressure off off the batting order, I guess, as well, And, and you're sitting in there just, you know, it's just a relief, I guess, and... Don't get me wrong, I don't think Steve Smith's going to be boring to watch either. Um, I don't think he's going to be quite David Warner, but I'll, I'll, mm. I'm pretty sure he'll play his shots. But um, mm. I think we're going to see over the next six to eight months, or whenever we play test cricket again, um, just how much of an um, influence and, and a role, a great role that David Warner played and how important he was. Um, how are we going to see that again? <clears throat> That's the question. You know... At the moment, coming through state cricket, there's some good cricketers there, but they're not at David Warner sort of level. And um, you know, we, is there someone out there that can sort of try and turn themselves into that? Then maybe there's an opportunity there. But yeah, it, I mean, it's not a necessity. They have a, a, a attacking opener, but it, it definitely helps. You know, um, as I said, the, the squad and, and the team when you when you're going out there. As I said, if you, if you can get a quick start in a Test match, it, t- it puts the pressure straight back on your position and, and obviously relieves it for your, for your batting lineup. So I think we're going to see that. Just what exactly what influence that he had, David had, um, and how we're going to miss it.
2: So it's obviously the first test of the series, not the first test of the summer. I'm a full nuff when it comes to cricket, Rhino. Take me through what it's like first morning of a test match you're at Adelaide Oval, one of the great venues in all of the world. What's it going to be like for the players today? Like, what, what do you mean? What do you, what do you miss about day one of the Adelaide Test?
0: Well, I think Kane said in the intro there, just standing at the top of your market, a brand new kookaburra bar in your hands—it's not a bad <laughs> feeling in the world. It's pretty good. So, um, oh look, it's always—it's—it's—it's it's, it's such an exciting time. Um, you know, home home test cricket is is such a um, oh, it's a great feeling. It's what you you know you dream to do, and and you know, um, it doesn't matter who you're playing against. You know, the boys will be they'll be waking up this morning. You always got these slight nerves. The boys always—you always just always try. You know, well, try to sleep in as best you can, but you'd wake up reasonably early because of the nerves and the excitement. And um, there's no better, again, no better place to play than Adelaide Oval. It's it's such a great place to play. So they'll, they'll get there nice and early this morning and go through all their um, pre-match stuff and as, as as you normally do. And um, look, yeah, just I guess as a bowler on a day like this, you're probably hoping that the, the toss goes your way and you and you, hope you probably have a bat. Um, but you're always ready just in case, you know, you've got nine times out of 10, you're probably a bat first, uh, especially here. Um, and and the, and the day that it's going to be, it's going to be a beautiful day, not too hot. So, um, yeah, look, there'll be a lot of um, excitement and nerves, I guess, in the hotel room somewhere in Adelaide right now. So they'll be looking forward to that, uh, getting to the ground and getting started.
1: Can you tell us about the legendary figure Nugget Reese, who is yeah. amongst the the, the the players a star? But for those that aren't aware of him, there'd be many that are that are listening to us. But give us uh, your expl- your reason as to why he's so important to the Australian team. Yeah, no, none, has been around for bloody hell. He's been around for years. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, he, he started. I think the full story,
0: without going into too much detail, he started working at a place called Rowan Jarman in. In, in in Adelaide City, it was a big sports store. Uh, I think Barry Jarman must have owned it or had something to do yes. with it, and bought him in as as a young fella. And um, I'm not exactly the, the whole in my head around the whole situation where Nugget sits um, with his health, but he, he's just a guy that's um, he's been in and he's just been in around the change rooms, the Adelaide Oval, um, and, and and the offices as well around Adelaide Oval for number it must be now he's nearly 80 i think so it must be yeah. like 60 years 70 years and and obviously a great affiliation with the port adelaide footy club as well as you know kane so he you know he he's just a guy that um how do you describe him he's he's almost like a mascot i guess and you know everyone around the world knows him that comes and tours um from, from the great to the west indian greats west indian greats the english greats you know the australian greats i think steve war for instance for example flew him over all those years ago for his last test in sydney um you know, he sort of sits in the change rooms. He's around the place. He has—he uh, used to bat at every every venue. He used to when he used to travel around, he'd have a bat out and out in the grass. And the boys would have a bowl to him. And um, you know, he's just—he's just a great person to have around. And he sits in the rooms during the days. With the boys um, nuggets a bit of a sweater when he gets a bit nervous. So a lot of the boys and he, and he's got—he's got a really loud clap on him. And he always has to have the last clap when there's a boundary or something happens, and you hear him. So what the boys do is they. Especially the batters, they they give him brand new gloves to wear in. By the time they get him out in the field, they're just about they've had four or five innings in because he sweats a bit. <laughs> so he gets them nice and soft and wet and 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 you know and moist for him. So uh, look, he's just a legend, and and he'll be in there again today and around it. And he always, I mean, he, he loves the Redbacks. He's always around the Redbacks yeah. games and. But he does love um, seeing the big test, the test boys come to town, so he'll be in yeah, go there. How good,
1: yeah. So so yeah, many things excellent. that sports people do for for people out there that are really important. Nugget's such a positive person. Often the team allows him to give them a rev up speech and a pump up speech before they go out there, and to, just a good person to have around. And I'm sure many of you are aware of him, but if you're not, uh, check it out. One of the great sporting stories. So what happens, Rhino? What, I mean, how, how long? What, what's your prediction for this test? Oh,
0: I, I honestly don't want to give you too disrespect for to the West Indies. I think we're going to, we get, we'll, we'll get through this the series, not easily, but as I said, I, I just hope that, you know, I think cricket pundits are just expecting three, four day test matches here. And I, I just hope that the West Indies put up some fight and show what they can, what they can do. But I mean, as I said, I think just the way the, the Australian team at the moment are playing and have done now for, you know, 15 months has been, has been excellent. And, and, you know, as as I said, I earlier, mentioned earlier that you know coming to Australia with quite a new squad and a and a quite an inexperienced squad is a bit of a baptism of fire. So, um, let's yeah, I, I hope that the West Indies put up a fight. And saying that, we've just got to make sure that we this you know we play, keep playing our best cricket and and you know playing the way I have done now for as I said 15 months and and keep putting pressure on that on that West Indian team and. Um, yeah, I think we'll still. I think we'll win the series quite, quite easy. But um, mm. we'll just have to wait and see how long those test matches go for. But again, I, I just hope that they they put up a bit of a
1: fight. Good on you, mate. You're always generous with your time. Really looking forward to you as a part of this uh, great commentary team that we've got right here on SEN coverage from nine o'clock today. Enjoy it.
0: Um, well,
1: thanks, guys. Nice to chat again. Thank you. Ryan Harris, there, our McCafe coffee catch up barista made ice cold drive through for your iced coffee favourites at McCafe. Ryan Harris, our guest.